Welcome to Slingstones, a podcast with insights for the Christian journey. Proudly brought to you by Healing Care Ministries. Now here's your host, Terry Wardle. Reading the text of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 17 and 18, brought back a memory. So, this May, our oldest grandchild, granddaughter Grace, will turn 19 years old. It's absolutely hard for me to believe. She is an amazing gift. Headed, we believe, to Grand Canyon University to study to become a teacher. Her sister, Addison, is two years younger, will be entering school next year as a junior, and then comes our next granddaughter, who is 15, who just FaceTimed us to tell Grandma and Papa that she got her permit, which is wonderful and frightening at the same time. But my memory was the fact that when they were all here living together in Ashland, Cheryl and I ordered for them each a chrysalis of a monarch butterfly, and it comes in a little, actually quite attractive container. It arrives, and each of them received theirs, and then they watched over the next days and week or weeks as all of a sudden this hanging chrysalis suddenly turns into this unbelievably beautiful monarch butterfly. And I can remember right away telling them, now when this begins to break forward uh, and break out, don't do anything to help. It has to struggle because as it does, it sends life into those wings. And pretty soon there it was. Each of them had their butterfly and they somewhat imprinted on the girls and they could put it on their shoulders and in their hands and then eventually the day came where they set them free to fly outside. It was really wonderful to have them watch this. Now, here's what came to my mind about the fact that everything that this caterpillar would become, which is this beautiful monarch butterfly, was already intrinsic to it. Nothing needed to be added. It simply needed to go through a process. And you're well aware that that process involves first a a context, and the context is this chrysalis, this cocoon, if you will, a season of hiddenness, a season, if you will, of solitude and a season of rest. And then, in time, a season of struggle. And it is so tempting when that chrysalis begins to break open and that butterfly begins to struggle. It is so tempting to want to take a pair of scissors and open that hole a little bit and let it out. But you do that and it's just going to be devastating. They have to move in this period of struggle. And then out of the hiddenness and out of the struggle comes this beauty. And you look at it and go, how did that turn to this? 
And I think the key for us to think about today is there was nothing needed to be added from the outside. It was all intrinsic, intrinsically present, but it demanded this hiddenness. It demanded struggle. And then came a freedom that really is in some ways quite breathtaking. In the writing of the Apostle Paul, he uses a word, metamorpho. We translate that as transformation, that we are all being transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. But that word metamorpho, which obviously, I mean, it's anybody would know that, it's the root of the word metamorphosis, means that there's this process that we go through that suddenly causes us causes us to look more and more like Jesus all the time. But the point I want to make to you right now that I think is so important for us to grasp is that it's not something that's being added to us. It's something that God has made intrinsic within us. I've been saying for some time, we've got to change our paradigm of Christian discipleship. This belief that when you become a Christian on that first day, you need now to work at what you're going to become. The truth of the matter is, it's what you are. It's already in there. You have the fruits of the Spirit inside. You have spiritual gifts inside. You have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, a new nature, a new heart, a new identity. It's all there. But to what degree do we wonder about the process of experiencing this transformation, this metamorpho? It is so similar to what we watched with our grandchildren as suddenly the beautiful butterfly emerges. Now remember this point. Everything was already present, intrinsic to the being. It held the possibilities, but it took the hiddenness and it took the struggle and it took the time for it to come forward. And you are not lacking anything. The question is, do you understand how important this process is? Do I understand how important this process is. And so let's just try to pull some parallels. There, there is a context for us in which this takes place. And I think part of that context is the issue of living a life of communion with God. Appreciating the place of solitude and hiddenness. And often the hiddenness occurs in a rather difficult or a dark season. And while it's something we want to run from, there's a degree to which God prepares us so that it's a place where we learn to rest in. Similar to what I've talked to you before about in Psalm 23, the whole idea that God, God puts a table for us in the valley. And that when we're in the valley, what we should be looking for is not first and foremost a way out, but where is the table that the Lord has set? 
And so our context, I think, in part is this, that we need to understand the importance of communion, coming apart, silencing the noise, spending time in prayer with God, solitude, hiddenness, even in a way that best serves you. I was talking to a dear friend of mine in Thailand, just practically a brother. And we were talking about our differences, and he really finds that he can meet the Lord better on a walk outside, quiet, sitting in a beautiful spot, reflecting on beauty, and that suddenly he's able to bring himself into a communion with God. Well, that's great. Do that. That becomes part of your context. For me, it's getting up early, finding a dark room, being quiet, communing with God, praying. Find the way that it fits you. But this is one important piece, that our context is our ability to commune with God and to come away in solitude with him. But I think another thing that's important is the recognition that for us, part of the transformation that occurs, and remember, a transformation of that which is already in us, that's intrinsic to us as God's children, comes because we are deeply connected in community. We've got to understand more about why we have to be attached to one another and what does attachment do for us? What is it that the love of other people that hold on to us in the midst of the difficulties, what is it that it does? How it shapes the potential of a life, how it pulls forth the wonder that God has placed inside. Yeah, community is not easy, but I'll tell you, it is so, so important. We wouldn't be who we are at our best without in part being connected to other people that are on this journey, especially those that have walked a little further down the road and they can tell us, hold on, it's going to happen. Which leads me to the next point on this, and that is that we, we want to understand the whole idea that struggle is part of the way that God shapes us. I don't know that I like that at all, but I know that if you take away what I have experienced through struggle, there's a lot more immaturity in my life than there already is. Remember this, God uses the difficulty squeeze life into everything that we are so that the beauty of who he has made us to be as his children, as his icon, as his image bearer can come forward. With God, there is no such thing as throwaway sufferings. And so for us, we have this amazing deposit that God has placed within us, and we want to see it come forth. We want to be able to be free. We want to reflect God. We want the beauty to be there. So let us commune. Let us go deep. Let us connect in community. Let us recognize the issue of struggle. And I would say the final thing is we've got to feel safe. You've got to feel safe. Safe in a different way, safe in that God is ultimately involved in our care, that the promise that he has made 
that all things that work together to good will draw us into the fullness of our image of Jesus reflected out of our lives, that this is something that is absolutely true. And I think this is an important word for us in these days. You have wonder deposited inside of you by God himself. The evil one wants you to believe it's not there. The world wants to tell you you're not enough. But deep inside, you have gifts and riches and the reflection of the glory of God. And all creation waits to see that come forward. And God wants you to understand this process of metamorpho. He wants me to understand it. May we know that hiddenness, communion with God, solitude is part of what draws this out. May we recognize the importance of a caring, grace-filled community that encourages us to move on. May we know that struggle is part of the way God shapes us. And may we be safe with one another as we move forward. Oh, Father in heaven, it is my prayer that we who are part of this little Slingstones family will turn to you and allow you to draw from us all the wonder that you have placed there. Father, silence the voice of the world that says we're not enough. Silence the voice of the evil one that seeks to bring accusation and help us to hear your welcome and your promise that we will be transformed into the image of Jesus. Amen.